Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Live and Let Dice. I, of course, am your illustrious Dungeon Master, uh, who owes you an apology. Sorry, we've had some kind of schedule stuff going on, and, you know, life, it's summertime. So, enjoy it while we can. We're trying to get back to regular regular stream schedule, but things happen. Uh, anyways, tonight we have a great offering for you. I hope you guys really enjoy this adventure. We are headed under the sea. I, of course, am joined by my surly cast of players today, playing Ozal the Wise, the wizard, Zach. Jumbo babies. The Jumbo. Back for his glorious return in the flesh, but digitally. Burn, played by Dean. What it? Glad to be back. You know him, you love him. He's your warlock buddy with wings, causes troubles, and eats people. I guess he used to eat people. You're redeemed now, Stolas. Stolas, played by Deanie. Yeah, okay, we'll go with that. Hey, everyone. <laughs> uh, Marius is out tonight. Max, we wish you the best on your mini military adventures. Uh, and played by Zolthus. Or Zolthus, the shadowy, sneakiest boy, played by Jay. Badfish. What up, everyone? The boy with the slappable face. This oh, so slappable. Speaking of slappable, Dini, you want to hit me with a slappable recounting of what happened? Oh, man. Okay, so last time uh, on the show, we found ourselves uh, pulled into what can only be described as a horrible fever dream in which Burns Onbringer pulled a Benedict... Uh, Benedict Arnold and just decided to uh, completely destroy us. Um, there was puzzles to be had. We managed to figure that out, which was pretty cool, I have to say. Um, and I believe poor Ozol got completely destroyed. <laughs> I feel so bad about well, it. it. Well, first off, <laughs> I don't understand how both of you couldn't open a door. It was like you know. six turns of door. And <laughs> uh, well, second we of didn't want to open the door. <laughs> I didn't get killed by burn. I got killed by burn and skeletons and ship. Okay, it was not I a think, fair fight. I think what Zach is describing is a fair fight wherein Zach lost. Well, because Zach is so powerful, it took skeletons and a boat and evil burn to take him down. Right? Is that what you're saying? I like the way that's yeah. worded. I like that mm. much better. That I don't know. Very I, just, I, just, <laughs> I just feel like, you know. In one move, I took Strahd to half health. I think I could take Ozol in probably half a move. I don't think so. I really don't. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you need to tell yourself to sleep better at night. Stick it there, you. Oh, man. Um, I think we're getting lost in the weeds. Yes, it was a fever dream. Uh all kinds of crazy stuff happened. Go listen to it. A lot of fun. A lot of a lot of good puzzles. And uh, the boat. The haunted boat. Uh, Zach, roll the intro.
disposal. You, staff outstretched, smoldering, burning, wriggling, little bird-like creature with these extended appendages is dying on the deck as these black tentacles of Hadar recede back into this messenger bird uh, that had corrupted Captain Durden in an attempt to take this magical map that was found. Uh, you have the first turn. What would you like to do? Um, we polymorphed it already and sent it to the nether realms. Yes, you did. Sorry, I still have it on the board. I wasn't. Okay. Sure if that <laughs> I was, that like, was wait, your final what? answer, or if you yeah. wanted to investigate. No, 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 it, no, no. It was we, gone. Yeah, it was because it was trying to uh, to flee, and so uh, Ozal polymorphed it into a rat uh, before oh, it was yes. above the the water. Because I think you said we we're below deck or below the second mm -hmm. deck, and then uh, Marius immediately banished it. Uh, but we we knew it was Hadar. Um, which I guess are you able to confirm that if it was or wasn't? It was. Fantastic. Um, the shadows begin to recede from Durden uh, as he kind of reels uh, and begins to frantically look around, and you assume he has probably fallen out of a different fever dream from what you guys were in. Um, and then you see Marius faint. Uh, the black, inky tendrils of whatever happened in the dream still somewhat affecting him as he kind of collapses onto the deck um you think probably the power he used to banish this creature was what he had left for the day and he is returning to rest um pussy boils kind of break out across his skin as you can see this hand mark from where durden was holding on to him uh using him as a conduit you assume for the five of you uh so marius will be fatigued and down and out today though not in trouble or dead and i will place him at the front of the boat to rest uh quickly let me address the chat we got toy mafia abdulio uh badfish paul schreiber john the everyday collector thank you guys for tuning in appreciate oh, you guys being here paul schreiber big fan thank you for the dice um Burn, bringer of dawn. What are you up to on the boat? Uh, Burn's still pretty confused about what's what even happened and what's going on. <laughs> um, so he's just kind of looking around at anybody who will throw him a bone here. You feeling all right, Burn? <laughs> uh, I guess I, physically I'm okay, but I just feel like. I'm missing, like, uh, the past few hours. Maybe we should keep it that way, honestly. What do you mean? Still lost that I hurt you? <laughs> no. You bird boy? <laughs> no, I I'm fine. You didn't, you didn't hurt me. Oh, good. You're so little. I'm aware. Um... Did you say we could we could see Marius pass out, or he's gone? Like, yeah. So he kind of is just like cast his spell, um, the strength in his body kind of leaving him, as the other members of the Drow kind of get up and pull him to the front of the boat to make him oh, comfortable. 
Um, he doesn't seem to be in physical pain, but just very, very tired. Okay, Burns going to go check on him and just, you know, keep a watchful eye. Yes. Burn, is that you? It is, buddy. My accent is different <laughs> in this form. Just a little bit. <laughs> I sound like wow. Count Chocula. Good evening. How many fingers am I holding up? <laughs> One. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I think Strahd has come back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I should Mars. probably rest because rest. I'm so tired. Yes, <laughs> rest. rest. It's wrong. <laughs> rest easy, Marius. I'll keep an eye over you. <laughs> oh, God. Someone clip that and send it to Max. Um, yeah, Marius is just, he's tired, boy. He's going to be okay. Uh, as you look over him using your kind of religion check, uh, you can tell that he was actually the material component for the spell to go off. Uh, he was the channeling conduit, which is why it was able to affect those closest to him and not the other passengers on the ship. Um, had it had time to spread, your whole ship probably would have been doomed, uh, essentially putting everyone catatonic, and then the ship itself would have drifted off and destroyed itself at some point. Um, or, potentially, there could be something else on the way. You're not quite sure. Uh, Captain Durden will stand, uh, shaking out the map, and then kind of folding it into his pocket and uh, kind of look around. And he will profusely, profusely apologize uh, for the messenger bird. Um, and then he will try to relay, without being too dumbfounded, that your new orders have come in for the mission. Uh, and he will kind of go down the line and check on everyone to make sure they're okay. Badfish. How are you doing? Uh, he's also, uh, Zothus is also kind of, kind of dumbfounded as to what exactly happened and how quickly seeing the, uh, the rat appear and then be banished. Um, again, kind of new to the group. He hasn't seen all these things necessarily yet. Um, uh, other than that, I'll ask, look towards Captain Durden and say, what are our next orders? Large birds. Um, He, he says the condor that arrived uh, still managed to bring its, <clears throat> its quarry for our next mission. And he kind of slides this small, what looks like a crate with a rope attached to it, almost where you could see like a bird would be able to carry something. As he begins to pull out these potions that are pure black, they look like tar, and they kind of bubble and gurgle. Um, one of them is broken, unfortunately. Um, and he says, well, I guess if Marius is staying, you're going to need these. And he'll kind of pass them out to each of you. Um, in the chat, I will link what they are. Control-C. Control-V. Um, this black, viscous liquid... 
Yep, there we go. Um, is actually the spell Air Bubble. What it allows you to do is for the next 24 hours while you are underwater, <clears throat> you create a swirling globe of air around your head. Uh, it is filled with fresh air until the spell ends, which in this case is 24 hours. And it allows you to breathe in any environment. And he says, our next journey is actually going to be an anchor drop. We have a recovery mission. How many of you can swim? He kind of looks at the, the five of you. Four of you. I can. Sorry, Mars is not here. I can swim. I don't know about well. Ozal will raise his hand and say, not quite well in this form, but I can cast spells to aid in that. Mm. Zothis uh, looks over and nods. Okay. He says, well, we have about an hour before we arrive and we can drop anchor. Um, we'll probably have to conjure some bad weather to cover our boat, hopefully. Uh, because if it's sitting still, we're sitting duck. So we're going to have to make this mission fast. Uh, we have found the next three items. Although I don't think you're going to like where we have to go. Because not only is it underwater, but it's in a cave. Underwater. So uh, he will kind of dust himself off from being on the ground. Uh, nod to the rest of the crew who kind of issue him a salute. And he's like... See you soon, and he'll head up to the decks to continue his captain's duties. Wow. Do you guys have any preparation you would like to make? Uh, I'm going to as assume, since we were asleep for last episode, that that was a long rest. So, reset your hit points. Uh, those who used spells, they do not count. Uh, because it was fever dream. You were not actually in this world, technically. Um, and any all damage is healed as if you had a long rest. If I may ask, Cody, the... Um, of course. The spell, th or the potion that we're, we were given, you said it creates an air bubble around around our... It was the head or the whole body? Just the head, yep. Okay, and in that air bubble, I assume we can speak for the purpose of casting spells? That is a very Cause, interesting Because that would dictate... Question you know, the things I would prepare. Uh, it creates a globe filled with fresh air that lasts until the spell ends. May not that I have a huge choice of things. suffocation respiratory system. I would assume I, it directly says that it creates a globe of flesh, fresh air around your head. Okay. So I would assume that verbal components, while they do not travel through the medium of water, they would travel through the spell could, effect around your head. Well, okay, I, 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 I'm, I'm down with that. I'm good with that. I think that is why I chose this spell uh, when I was building this encounter, because there is uh -huh. water breathing, but the rules for water combat get really gross get really real fast. Money. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. it gets real muddy. That's, that's kind of hilarious. I'm going the water. to... Perfect. Okay. Yeah, I'm uh, just changing out some spells. Uh... 
While you're doing that, I'm actually going to jump to Stolos. Yep. Yep, you're good. Stolos, you feel something move in your pocket. Oh, gross. Okay. Stolos is going to check this uh, strange sensation in his pocket. Do you, uh... What do you do? Kind of, like, pat it first. Like, just it feels sort of... hard. Yeah. Not that way. <laughs> I knew that's where you're at. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Feels hard and round, but not cylindrical. Uh, and it feels like it's vibrating in your pocket. Hmm. Well, that seems a little odd. Okay, he'll just uh, reach in and very cautiously grab whatever it might be. You pick out a stone that is vibrating in your pocket that has the shape of a face on it. It's what the heck? Are any oh, of us well, observing this? Do you know what this is? Uh, Ozal will look at it, and um, you said it was. Uh, she, they had taken it out of their pocket already, Cody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, can Can you describe what Ozal's seeing? Yeah, it looks like a stone that has uh, two closed eyes, uh, a very shallow nose, and a mouth kind of making an O. And while while Stolas is holding it in their hand, it is furiously vibrating. Is it um, a Baylet stone? I'm sorry, a what? Or how do you say a demon <laughs> from from guts? Baylet, yeah. Baylet. No, no, it is not. It is not a demon stone. Okay. Um. I will, uh, Ozal will take a look at it, um, and the ability that I will choose for today, um, would be, uh, the ethereal site. Is there anything in the ethereal plane that Ozal can notice about this item? Sure. Uh, it looks like there is a single string. Um, imagine if you will, for our audio listeners. As you peer into the ethereal site, I, I always like to picture it like Shadow of Mordor, like when you go into the, the spectral form, right? Of mm-hmm. Celebrimbor, and everything's like blue and glowy and shit. And you can see the like Celebrimbor shadows, and everything's fuzzy and shadowy. It's like that. The boat kind of becomes translucent. The real world kind of fades around you. You can see the aura of this stone uh, as it persists, it has an astral form, and on that astral form, there is a line, and it's coiled, um, like a 1980s phone. And it starts at the rock and just keeps extending off into the distance, uh, mm-hmm. moving and growing each time the, the boat moves with the water, uh, as if it's can... connected from this point to another. Sure. Um, can Ozal cast, let me see here. Cody, probably identify would be better in this case. Bless probably. You. Bless you. Uh, Ozma will you. Uh, ritual cast identify. You choose one object that you must touch throughout the casting of the spell. If it is a magic item or some other magic imbued object, you learn its properties and how to use them, whether it requires attunement to use and how many charges it has, if any. You learn whether any spells are affecting the item and what they are. If the item was created by a spell, you learn which spell created it. If you instead touch a creature, and we can ignore that last part. And we got the big donk in the chat. What's up, buddy? Uh, does this tell me anything about the... Uh, oh, yes. You item? believe 
that it is a third level invocation spell. Uh, it pulses with magic energy, and as you look at it, you can tell it is a sending stone. And on the bottom, uh, below the mouth, kind of below the butt chin that it has, you can make out the words written in a, a, a magical script, Kringlis Incorporated. Hmm. Ozal will say, mm. it seems as though this is a message from an old friend. And he will uh, toss it to, um, uh, well, Mage Hand it, I guess, to burn, uh, to to read the, because uh, I know they had a, a special attachment, so uh, allow him to read it. Burn, what do you do? This rock comes floating over to you. From uh, I'll grab it and... Uh, you said it's a it's a, an arcane spell. Yeah, it is an invocation spell. It seems to be a sending spell. stone. Does burn know what sending stones are? Because I don't. Nope. <laughs> uh, so Ozal will um, let me because uh... Kringlas sent it to Stolas for whatever Hold reason. Up. So. I like the grandma-esque idea that someone has handed them some sort of magical cell phone and they don't know how to use it. So continue on this track, please. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. Uh, this is from Kringlis? Uh, uh, apparently. Ozal will say, my dear boy, Ascending Stone allows you to cast the Sending Spell from it. The target would be, in this case, likely Kringlis. Um, if they're not bearing the other stone, you will know that as soon as you cast the spell. And, uh, he will say, um, it was in Stolas's pocket. Perhaps they were the intended recipient, but yes, our dear friend Kranglis sent this. Wow. He's getting better at whatever it is that he does, but... Apparently he's incorporated. If Stolas is meant to have it, then he should have it. Okay, I guess I'll um, try to see how this thing works. So uh, Solus will proceed to, uh, I guess, poke it and just try to figure out how to receive whatever transmission it might have. Perfect. You poke it directly on the nose, and its eyes flick open, and the O, O-shaped mouth stops vibrating and begins to move. Uh, as it does so, it projects the words... Um, to you, uh, as if they were some sort of arcane script floating in midair, and you see three dots, three dots, and then script begins to appear, and it says, Y-O-U space dead, D-E-D, question mark, skull face emoji. <laughs> okay, cool. So um, I'm assuming there's a pretty... Uh, easy way to, to use this to respond? Like, do you just speak to it? Is that how, how something like this works? Yeah, go for it. Just tell, just tell me how you want to try and uh, interact with it, being that it's an unknown item to you. Um, okay. Ozal so, is also willing to step in to explain uh, if necessary. Okay, uh, Stolas is going to try to, I guess, poke the nose again. Yeah, you poke the nose, and the tongue rolls out. And on the tongue, there are different sigils that correlate to different letters in the alphabet, uh, specifically the Draconic alphabet, uh, which is used for casting spells. 
Oh, perfect. Um, because I believe Stolas is draconic. Yes, he does. So um, Stolas will uh, poke at the corresponding uh, little sigils and send the message that no, uh, we are you get, alive. You get 25 words just as a heads up. Oh, nice. Um, <clears throat> no, we are alive, currently on a ship and a mission. And I'll send that little message, presumably by poking the nose again. Uh, the face closes uh, and the message sends. Uh, it vibrates again quickly and it says, sweet, period, on a boat myself, period. See you soon, period. Well, that's good news. It seems that we'll be meeting up with our friend uh, soon enough. All right. That's your random encounter for the day. Does anyone else have any pre-mission prep before we move on? Uh, Stolas is going to do some stretches because swimming isn't easy on the muscles. Uh, nice. Ozal will uh, stare into his uh, crystal and uh, his eyes will turn uh, blue as he portents for the day. How much time do we have? Uh, an hour. Uh, not enough time to learn more under common. Probably not today. No. no. Okay, not today. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, uh, in that hour, will help on the ship then. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, no, you're good. Uh, and and we've been told. I know we got the spell, but we've been told that a lot of this will be underwater. Correct. Yes, you or, got a potion that allows you to breathe underwater, essentially, or technically in any environment. Uh, Ozal will um, cast Find Familiar. Uh, in this case, uh, this will be a new form for Vort, but it'll be an octopus. Oh, okay. That's so awesome. I was really hoping to have a Goldeen joke somewhere in this episode where you summon all the little fish just flopping around the on Clipper the fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, because I. So, for those that are new to D and D, I think. Uh, Jazz is. Uh, Ozol has a spell that he can cast to have like a, critch a creature that can help him. And so the, the the different animals, you can choose a bat, a cat, a crab, a frog, a hawk, a lizard, an octopus, an owl, poisonous snake, a fish, a rat, a raven, a seahorse, a spider, a weasel, a tressum, a pseudo-dragon, uh, and um, oh, I'm forgetting one. An um, tressum, pseudo... Help me out here, Cody. No, dude, a crab, I think. No, no, no. What are the ones that you gave me? Poison, a flying snake. Sorry. Flying oh snake. yeah, flying snake's the best one. This is a not in this case though, because he can't swim. But I, w I would have um, went seahorse. Can swim. It has a walking speed. Yeah, but not a swimming speed. Doesn't matter. Anyways, uh, so I'll choose an octopus. Okay. I will add Vor to the next map. An inky boy. He's so inky. Inky, inky camo boy and octopuses can squeeze into anything. One inch or less. Ladies, you know what that means. <laughs> oh, watch out. If What's you're single and into Wait. octopi. What are the special uh, abilities of the seahorse? Uh, uh, super cute. 
It is a it's male that can carry children. So it probably isn't as cool as the octopus then. Never mind. Which is a rat. It's like the episode of fucking The Boys with the octopus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, my. No. Oh, my God. Timothy. Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. Rip. Your hour passes, um, and you hear, full stop! And then uh, the two Aarakroka boys on the top deck begin to roll out the anchors as you hear, splash, splash! As these two giant anchors weigh down the boat, and it comes to a full halt. The crew will retract the oars, they'll roll out the shades, and then you can see the wizards come on deck as they begin casting a weather manipulation spell. Uh, called Control Weather. Uh, they are actually doing what is called a ritual group cast, uh, which allows them to cast it on a much greater scale, but takes more concentration from each wizard, and there are potentially more detrimental effects. Uh, dark clouds begin to roll in, and mist begins to come in with it, strong winds, uh, and rain. Captain Durden will meet you on the top deck. I'm on a poop deck. Um, which is the main deck of the wave cutter. Uh, he says, are you ready to go? He's dressed in what can only be described as a fantasy turtleneck. Uh, his cape is put away. Uh, his clothing is all black and very tight and kind of lashed to his body. Wow, he went to Hot topic. Nah, dude, he's just ready for water travel. Alright, he'll funk, pull back the cork on his air bubble potion. You see him knock it back in one full movement, throw the, the bottle overboard as he litters into the ocean, and dive off into the sea. Wow. Um... Ozal will ask Burn and say, Burn, are you going to swim in your armor? I've done it before. It's not easy, but I can do it. Of course. And uh, Ozal will uh, chug the uh, potion as well, not littering in the ocean, and uh, enter the water. Jeez, <laughs> Thor-style smashed on the deck? Yeah, right, because <laughs> that's better. Another! <laughs> I place it gently on the deck. I mean, I imagine glass is not like something we just have an infinite amount of. Not, probably not. We can use it to store other things. Yeah. At you do this have to point, remember they're drow, though. They have no respect for nature. So yeah. Um, so part of find familiar, I can freely blink uh, Vor in and out of the this realm. So he's summoned, but he's in like the pocket dimension. Ah. Uh. The shadow and, until we need him. Okay. <sighs> Who's next? It, uh, Burns diving in. Oh, there we go. Do you I'm take your potion? To dive in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Imagine you forget. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to yeah, drink he, it underwater. <laughs> yeah. Now he drinks it. Um, basically, like as he jumps, he's drinking it. Like, because he wants the most amount of time with this potion. <laughs> He's not nice. taking any chances. 
Hey, roll me a strength athletics check. Just strength to athletics. Here we go. Eighteen. The score to beat officially now is 18 as Burn cannonballs in drinking his potion and there's this huge geyser <laughs> oh, <no>. of water. <laughs> Wait, can Ozal roll one? Don't. You, you already jumped in, my dude. You said, and you dove in, so it was like really beautiful and elegant because you're Ozal. Unless you oh. want a portent one. No, I don't. Oh, okay. Sorry, man. I just thought of it. I should have thought of it sooner. Uh, Stoloth, Solthus, who's next? Uh, Stoloth will jump in. Well, I mean, he'll drink his uh, gross-looking potion, which is probably not the worst thing he's ever drank in his life, but um, he will kind of hesitantly kind of flutter his way into the sea because, you know, birds are really not used to swimming, so having that much water around him feels kind of weird. Nice. Okay. All right, and uh, Zothus also uh, drinks down his potion. And uh, can I? You said we can pocket this jar, this glass. If you want jar? to. All right, and uh, do I have to make a, an athletics check as well? If you want to, if you want to try and beat Burn's splishity splash. All right. I, I would even give you uh, acrobatics if you do a flip or some something like that. Yeah, I was gonna do a little like, little. Uh, let me see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually stand backwards, <laughs> on the on nice. the end on the edge of the deck, and Please then uh, roll a one. I I have to and then jump, <laughs> jump over. Oh God! I was 15. if you would have rolled a one, I would have died. I mean, you rolled uh, a two, which it wasn't I, much better. I was I gonna know. say. <laughs> Imagine he broke his neck at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> so I, I, I unconscious. Uh, <laughs> that's good enough for me to make the dive, right? Though. Oh yeah, you hit the dive, but you you don't have quite the the bulk because Burns a Goliath, right? He's a big dude, uh, both in in muscles and in armor, and so it's still pretty good. You get a couple couple claps from the drow, but not as many as from Burn. Um, as you descend into what can only be described as dark water. Uh, it's literally, as soon as you guys get under there, the shadow of the boat and the darkening skies kind of makes everything go super dark. You see Durden pull something from uh, one of the small uh, satchels he has attached to his leg. Um, and he twists what looks like some sort of glass rod and then light erupts from it as he strikes a sunrod. Uh, sunrod is a magical item. Uh, it's a one foot long golden tipped iron rod that glows brightly when struck as a standard action. It sheds normal light in a 30 foot radius and increases, uh, and increases the light level by one step for each additional 30 feet beyond the area. Darkness becomes dim light, dim light becomes normal light. A sunrod does not increase the light in a normal level of light or bright light. It glows for six hours, after which the gold tips burn out, and it is worthless. And he begins to swim straight down. Uh, you guys are kind of on... Well, not kind of. You guys are in open ocean. So it takes quite a bit of time, probably about an hour's worth of swimming. Uh, and it's kind of weird to get used to, because you are breathing as normal and you can actually see water displaced in this like 
probably six inches from your face as swirling air kind of moves around your head. Um, and you follow him as you descend into the darkness. Uh, go ahead and zoom out and go down. You should be able to find your characters. It is quite a large map. You're kind of in the middle on the left. You descend into what can only be described as some sort of shelf on the bottom of the ocean. Um, there's not a lot of sea life here, but as you get lower and lower, uh, the rocks begin to creep up and you can make out what seems to be an elegantly made archway of stone leading into the side of this underwater cavern. Um, I will have you guys just roll initiative. If you don't mind. Stolas with a seven, Ozo with a 13. Zolt, there's the one. Zolt Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus H. Christ, boy. Hey, get it out of the way, right? I blame roll 20. I might just get some physical dice and start telling you my rolls instead. That's not how it works. I'm sorry. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm going to pull dirt and sheet here. Uh, do you want your octopus to have a turn, Ozol? Or would you like them to act um, before or after your turn? Well, he's still not... He, he's not here yet. What? Remember, he, he's in the pocket dimension. Why is there an undead soldier on my turn order? He's not there yet, though. All right. Ozal with a 26... What? Oh, hold Wait, on. What? I'm so confused. I need to clear the, the turn order. I'm clear from last time. I'm sorry, guys. It's okay. I can re-roll. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Durden has a 15 now. 0.19. Stolos with a 23 critical hit. Let's go. Nice. Wait, I'm so confused. Are we re-rolling? Yeah, just go ahead and re-roll it. Unless, or you can keep your old one. It's I don't here. mind correcting. It doesn't matter to me. Okay, I'm doing my old one. What the? <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs> uh, let's get some ambiance for the cave. Ooh, do we have like a mysterious ambiance? Burn got a twenty. I'll keep the new one too. Have a lot of underwater music. There we go. This will work. Astral plane. Okay. In descending order, Stolas, you get to make the first move into the darkness. Uh, the tides cease as you get closer to this door. Almost as if magically influencing the water. There is no pressure moving in and out. It is just still water on the other side of this archway. Uh, you can make out what looks like a giant, much larger than you would assume for an underwater cave uh, entrance. 
that descends further down. Smooth, hewn stone. Um, if you want to make an inspection, I can describe more if you would like, or you can just head straight on in and roll for perception in there. It's up to you. Live your life. Yeah. Um... Wow, that's kind of a spooky description. Especially, it's already scary enough that we're like in the ocean, which is like the worst place, in my opinion. Um, yeah, okay. Well, um, I'm going to use my Awakened Mind's uh, ability to uh, speak to that I'm going to going to go in and wait for a signal. I'll make sure it's safe. And then Stolos will proceed to go inside this cave. Okay. Go ahead and move your full move distance. Um, technically underwater, just so our viewers out there, technically underwater, you can hold your breath for six minutes in Dungeons & Dragons. Um, plus an additional round for your constitution modifier. So if you had a constitution modifier of, say, 20, that'd be five additional rounds. Um, there are lots of variant rules out there as to how you can do it. Technically underwater, you move at half speed because it's difficult terrain. I, as Dungeon Master, have chosen to simplify things a little bit, being that it's a standard battle map. We still have verticality uh, on this map. Um, I will say that this tunnel is as wide as it is tall it's dome shaped so however wide it is is however tall it is uh in each of the rooms just to clear up anything here uh also if you have any questions about dimensionality or wanting to do something or how that works that's fine the only limitation you're going to have underwater outside of your awakened mind is speaking because technically speaking only fills the void in which the bubble of air is around your head so you will have to come up with a way. So it's a good thing you've been learning Drow hand sound language, huh? And that Stolas is a warlock and can speak to you in your mind. Um, Sweet. So, uh, I'm sorry, are these five foot squares or ten? Cause I'm they out are of... five foot squares. Okay, good. Um, okay, I will move here and uh, I guess inspect what's around me just to see if there's anything out of place or... Mm, okay, uh, give me a perception and then give me an intelligence check. Or tell me what your intelligence is. Okay, uh, intelligence is a 10. Okay, so you have a baseline understanding of what a normal person would have. Uh, then, yeah, go ahead and roll your perception. Okay. Where are you? Here it is. A oh, 9. That's okay. Uh, Thematically, this is perfect because Stolas is a little freaked out of the water, right? And going into a cave. Um, the hardest thing to recognize is that typically when you are in the ocean, um, I, I don't know how much exposure Stolas would have to the ocean or swimming in it, right? Maybe swimming None. and flying yeah. over it, right? Yeah. <laughs> On your way down, you saw more signs of life. In the cave, there really is just plant growth, but instead of glowing, growing out of the ground, it's growing out of the walls, and there's not a ton of fish or wildlife. There's no footprints or anything. 
Uh, that's really all I can give you with a nine, unfortunately. It's untypical and unsettling. All right. Well, um, I'll let uh, I'll let Burn know. Hey, it's it seems very quiet in here. I don't see anything moving. There also doesn't seem to be any life forms at all. Fish, critters, nothing. Uh, Burn, you hear that in your mind from Stolas. And with that, it is your turn, my man. Um. Well, Burn is a little protective of Stolas. So I'm gonna start making my way that way. Just in case I gotta, you know, get closer rather than later. How many squares can I move? These are five-foot squares. Uh, I'm just going to assume, unless you say otherwise, that you are walking on the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, I think Burn's probably heavy enough. Uh, so I got 60 feet. Unless you're dashing? Are you dashing? No. no, no. I don't think you could dash underwater. That's no, I'm sure you could. It's like swimming really fast. I got like right here. Okay. And would you like to make a perception check, or are you just keeping your eye on Stolas? Uh, yeah, I'll make a perception check. Let's see. Uh, perception. A seven. Yeah, kind of the same thing as what Stolas sees. Um, plant growth. The stone is way too smooth. Um, like, it's not natural, right? Like, something dug this out. Okay. It's wide, it's uh, tall, it's dark, it's quiet. Let's see. Um, divine sense? Is that just like a skill or is that like an actual spell I have to cast? It's like a sonar power that you can use a number of times per day equivalent to your uh, charisma modifier. Oh, that's your right. modifier. Five. Uh, I will say, let's pull out the measuring tool here. <laughs> Wrong one. Snap to center. What is it, 60 feet? And it won't reveal anything behind total cover. I don't know that's going to do you really any good right now. Okay, I won't waste it. I have five. You, you can, but it's up to you. No, I'll, I'll wait for the rest of the party. Okay. Uh, Zoltis. All right. Um, I am, sorry, just double-checking something here with... Um, with our little cheat sheet you gave us here, it says you can move at any time during your turn before, after, or during action. So I could like move to something and then perform an action move again if I need to. Correct. Yep. Um, I don't think I'm necessarily going to do that this time around, but I'm going to perform my action first though and hide. How are you attempting to hide underwater in a cave? Um, I guess I can't do that then. No, it's not that you can't. It's just I need I need a specific justification as to how you're doing it. So that way, if and when we run into creatures, uh, that will determine how I take their checks. Okay, maybe I c will do this then. Um. And if you hide, technically you move at half speed. Oh, okay. So, 
how do you show your movement and then move it again? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, you just want to move yourself? Hold control. Uh, how do you like draw a line and then draw a set? Uh, you uh, right click and then one. keep holding and then it'll, okay, it'll tell you. So I use 10 feet right now. Yep, 10 feet. Um, I guess I'll just move to there. I won't hide. Okay. I'm just going to move yep. up to there. And then uh, as part of my action, I'm going to dash and move to here. Okay. All the way up to there. Uh, and I'm also going to perform a perception check. Okay. Perfect. What's That's your under skills, right? It is under uh, skills. Intelligence is 12. 12? It's the big number, right? Yep. 12. Okay. Cool. Uh, perception, sorry. A 16? 16. 16. Uh, you notice one thing as you were kind of gliding through the water here. Um, the stone is smooth, but it's also pitted. So you would assume whatever carved the walls was acidic and then made smooth by water moving throughout the cave over hundreds of years. Can I hear or see anything further down the cave there at the far end there? Um, you uh, Can you... You still have your ruler tool out? Yeah. Will you show me where the edge of your vision is, out of curiosity? Or whatever you can see. I think I have dark vision, which gives me 60 feet, right? As if it were uh, bright light. Can you see this on your screen? Yes. Is that the edge of your vision cone, or does it keep going? I can see all the way to there, yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so then that is what you see. There is like an S-curve in the cave. Uh, I have daylight mode on. That's probably why. Uh, because these caves are going to get a little navigation. Oh, I also forgot to add, there are invisible walls slash barriers that I have added because this map is technically bigger than what I wanted to use. So if you see something that looks like a passage, but there's an invisible wall that doesn't let you pass, it's because that is where I have trimmed the map uh, to make it more useful for this scenario. Just as a heads up. Uh, sorry to break any immersions you may or may not have. Um, but yeah, it kind of makes this sloping S-curve... Um, you would also assume whatever has made this cave canal has done so on purpose uh, because it is breaking up lines of sight. Uh, that kind of goes through your rogue brain as whatever has done this is intelligent. And it's uh, how dark in here, technically? Is it's it, like, very dark. Okay. Yeah. All right. It is, um, you, there is no natural light penetrating in here. All right. Well, I can I also... Sp I do, how are they communicating? Does she does Stolas so Stolas have a, has a, a has warlock the, power called Awakened Mind, where she can, uh, he sorry Stolas, um, can communicate telepathically from mind to mind, but it has to be initiated on Stolas's end, I believe. Yeah, you I do don't have, have draw any... hand sign language, but you are probably too far away to make it work properly. I say I've, yeah, that's not yeah. I don't. I, so I think I'm done in here. Okay. Um. Durden will point to you, Ozal, and then he begins to use Drow hand, hand Sign Language very slow as he holds up the Sunrod. Uh, will you please give me a perception check uh, for free skis? 
Sure. Uh, 16. 16, perfect. You are able to make out the majority of what he is trying to say. Uh, he says, Ozal, as he points to you, and then he points to the rod. He says, Sunrod, and then he points to Vor. He says, Vor, and then he makes a, a what looks like a grasping gesture, and you, you ascertain that he is asking for Vor to hold the Sunrod as a source of light. Um, the Sunrod acts a lot like the light spell. Um, right now it is a 60-foot radius of light. Um, which doesn't play a huge role because I have darkness turned off, but it will thematically for searching and things. Vor also, being that he's an octopus form, can cover the light with his tentacles, and he kind of conveys all of that to you as he passes it through the water to you, to Vor. Uh, and in doing so, he will use 5, 10, hand you the rod, 15, 20, tw oh, I guess do you accept? Yeah, I'll accept. Okay. 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80. He dashes his full movement into the cave to meet up with you. Uh, and he kind of gives you some cursory uh, drow sign language to you as well uh, while passing Zolthus, uh, saying on your guard or be guarded. Um, I just want to confirm, Cody, the, the spell is on at the moment where Vor is holding it. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. Thank you. There you go. Uh, so 60 feet of bright, 30 feet of dim, and there's five hours left before the sunrod just dies out. Uh, and with that, it is your turn, Ozal. Um, are we limited at the moment to like one action per turn, or, or is it kind of like free flow at the moment? Are we, we're not technically in combat, right? You're not technically in combat. I was just trying to get you back into the groove of things. So if you guys okay. want to expedite the moving process a little bit, we can. Uh, no, no, I wasn't you... criticizing at all. I was just nope, you're good. curious as to like what I could actually do on my quote-unquote turn. Uh, whatever you want, right? Within normal means, I'd say take the first turn the same way everyone else has, and then we can go from there. Sure, okay, uh, that's fair enough. But yeah. um, Ozal will move uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 with Stolas. Uh, Vor moves uh, 30 feet as well. 10, or uh, excuse me, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Uh, we'll put it right here. Uh, and as a bonus action, um, let's. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not yet. Um, let's see. Vor will actually be here and then camouflage into the wall. Nice. Uh, does he hold the rod or does he pull it inside himself what is vor doing with that if i may ask oh that would affect the camouflage wouldn't it um mm -hmm. I, i'll take back the camouflage i'm sorry that's okay <clears throat> also you might want to zoom out just a little bit for our viewers yep just as a, you're good yep. sorry no you're good uh you make it in and 
Anything else you'd like to do on your turn, Ozol? Any spells? Uh, dash? Anything like that? Uh, Ozol himself will also... Uh, sorry, I don't remember if I said this. Uh, cast a light spell on himself. On the oh, uh, nice. crystal. Okay. So we'll have two uh, sources of light for the party. Yeah. Uh, you have kind of a warm, sunny, orange, sun-colored light, and then a blue, cool wizard light. Yeah. In like fact, I could even... I could even... You know, actually, Cody, I take that back. I'm going to uh, use the crystal's ability to cast its own light, and that way I can give a third source of light if we need it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that sounds great. That would that'd make the most sense, I think. And uh, I'll end my turn. Okay. As each of you crosses the threshold, Ozol, oh, Ozol, I need you to make a perception check, too. Sorry, uh, perception check is going to be another 18. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. As you cross the threshold of Ozol, you feel it. The feeling that you have felt probably 60 times now on this episode, you have stepped into the layer of something big. Uh, and it's, it's almost imperceptible. But as you see your other teammates, the water just slightly pulses it's a single pulse you can see it reverberate and bounce off the walls and past you and then it stops as you kind of watch this um ripple of energy flow through all of the water right like a single sonar pulse it stops at the door and does not continue out do with that what you will um yeah i've used my uh bonus action um, I guess uh, I could. Let me just double check something, Cody. Yeah, take your time. For the crystal to activate it, it's a bonus action. So I can I. Um, let me just double check here. Um, I'll use Mage Hand as an action to sort of, I guess, like grab Burn's shoulder to inform him of what Ozon has just seen. How do you inform him? Um, you know, like, uh, kind of like, I guess maybe grabbing his shoulder just so that he's aware, like something's going on. Okay. Like he is needed, I guess. Burn Ozol, uh, nudges you with mage hand, uh, non-verbally, of course. How do you respond non-verbally, of course? Uh, I mean, we both know sign language, don't we? Uh, yes. To communicate and draw hand sign language, since you're not a hundred percent uh proficient with it it's just a perception check from the other person and may i um may i uh, check from the main person not yeah. do drow but just like a, a signal that perhaps through years of uh oh the, the made up symbol sure sure the, the kinship bond symbol i got you the old uh because uh, i know like burn typically stores a horse cutter on his back and so, uh, you know, Ozol will sort of grab him on the shoulder, and when he has his attention, he'll sort of, like, you know, like, trunk-style, like, unsheath the sword from the back motion. Give me a performance check. Sure. The good um, old so Vatican cameos. Your DC is 12. <laughs> okay, you said a, a what check? I'm sorry. Uh, charisma performance. Your DC is 12. 
Nat Let's 20. Let's go. Nice. Nat fucking 20, baby. Nice. That work. is amazing. Uh, you just perfectly mime pulling a sword off your back. So Burn gets it. Um. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> that had some reverb on it too. That was nice. Uh, yes, Burn. You Ozal is concerned as he mimes, guarding yourself. Uh, and as as a result of the critical hit, I will allow you to draw your sword instantly, should you like to. Uh, we'll do. Shwee. It is long and fiery. Well, I guess underwater it's just hot. It kind of bubbles. Cool. Uh, you may now take two turns consecutively. Or the equivalent of two turns on one turn. Oh, I can? Uh, no, Stolas going forward oh, in turn order. Okay. Wait, I, I can do two? Oh, that's yep. nice. Okay. Um, That's roughly what I'm estimating it will take before we start encountering things. Now, I'm maybe, assuming maybe Stolas did not see what just happened, so... No. Uh, he is going to continue forward, seeing blah, as how... Blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Here. I'll dash over here. Uh, can I s perceive anything here? I'll roll for you. Where are you? Um, there we go. Five. Five. <laughs> nope. The vegetation grows a little thicker, but uh, nothing, nothing of note yet. Okay. And then... Um... Stolas will move here for the next turn. Okay. And can uh, let me re-roll again because I'm gonna see if I can sure. perceive anything here. A 17. Yes, you can. Uh token layer. Right about here. Where I have drawn that X. You make out a corpse. Uh, instead of it being bloated and dead, it's long dead. Uh, it is just white. The bones themselves look like they have been dissolved in acid. Uh, as they are kind of bleached clean. There is no bottom feeder sea creatures, which again, red flag, right? Just bones. And sitting on top of the bones is a pirate hat. Oh boy, okay. Well, upon seeing this, uh, Stellis is going to prepare a spell, uh, just in okay. case there are any uh, creatures afoot that might be dangerous. And uh, since he is not anywhere close enough to use Awakened Mind, he's just sort of going to wait for backup. Okay. You got it. Barnbringer of Dawn. Dern Dondinger. Sweet. Um, I'm going to... Um, 
I guess make my way. Where the hell did Stolas go? Jesus. Let's see what right, two, two turns. Yep, so you could take the equivalent of two turns. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry, I just dashed away. <laughs> uh, where's my token? Here we go. Oh my god, this map is pissing me off. Okay. You want me to move you? No, that's fine. Because uh, these guys are up here, but the octopus is over here. I and wouldn't Oz worry too much. Too much, Ozo, too much but okay. okay. Truth be told. Let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. We'll put me here. Okay, and you can use and your then, action to dash to move another 30 in one turn if you want to. Okay. I think that was there. Okay. And then turn two, you also can dash again if you want to catch up to Stolas. Uh, okay, uh, five, uh, ten, Put you down here somewhere. Okay. But I have my sword ready and everything, so. Yeah. Okay, now that... Burn is kind of... Uh, can yes. I... Okay. Yes. Yes, you can. Because I was just moving. I can still cast that spell, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, I was going to read it. Go ahead. Uh, I was thinking about casting Haste, but it's only up to one minute. We haven't really started anything, so... I wasn't sure if I wanted to cast it. I was trying to read it. I didn't mean to click it. That's okay. Uh, I would probably wait. Yeah, I'm gonna wait. Uh, that uh, burn is close enough, though. Stolas is now gonna use Awakened Mind to warn him that burn, there is a dead pirate, and his corpse seems to be very, very old. I, it's shriveled up and gray, so this may very well be a graveyard. Oh shit, okay. We'll burn them all out. Uh, approach cautiously. Okay. Would you like to make a perception check on your turn? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll do a perception check. Uh, where is it? 17. Awesome. All right. What can only be described as fancy handwriting on the wall that has been carved in with a chisel on this blue X right above the corpse, you can make out in common script, what do we do with a drunken sailor? In quotes. And it says fancy, beautiful, flowing script. Is it a riddle? Nope. Okay. What do you do with a drunken a sailor? It's a question. A drunken sailor? Mm-hmm. Hmm. It is a song. Good job. Okay. That's my turn. Zoltis. All right. Um, so I'm going to travel... Down. Oh, 
this is hidden. I'm gonna go into these patch of uh, seaweed, right? I can like kind of get in there. Sure. Um, I'm gonna use my bonus action to hide here. Okay. And then can I can continue maintain that if I travel through the kind of vegetation here? Here's what I would do if it were me. I would use my initial action to dash since you have uh, you could move another 40 feet. That's yeah, that, two turns. Yeah. And then I would use my standard action to move again. Uh, so you can go 45 or 40 down to here. And then you probably, yeah, you could make this vegetation here. And then I would either use my bonus action to hide or, yeah, probably bonus action to dash and then standard action to hide in that vegetation down there. All right, let's do that. And uh, I, I've, um, as I pass Burn, and then my, or as he floated, swam past me. Sorry, I should say, I saw he had his sword drawn, so I also have drawn my, my, uh, my, my uh, double-bladed scimitar, and. I'm also going to roll another perception, I guess, for you here. Of course. Um, 17 also. 17 also. Um, you can make out that the plat the upcoming route splits. Uh, there is a one that goes up, and then there is one that goes right. And right about here... Let me get a different color. Right about Xiao. You can make out what looks like boot prints in the mud of the, the ground. And they proceed to go north and east. Uh, I guess that's going to be it for me here. And uh, yeah, I definitely find it odd that they haven't disappeared considering we're underwater there hasn't been enough current to make them disappear but uh and this stranger thing sorry uh to finish my narration here um i was drawing and thinking um where the curve of the wall is where that first arrow comes in and then it hits the x it's almost like whatever was walking came off of the ceiling and then chose to walk on the ground and they're human but boot prints like it is still too far for you to tell, but you can make out feet prints of some kind. Feet feet is princes. Alright. Cool, cool. That's it for me. Uh, Captain Durden will use his bonus action to stow his sword and withdraw some sort of crossbow. Uh, that has spool attached to it and this wicked looking giant harpoon which he loads into it you feel uh, lucky punk he... <laughs> exactly uh, he has a little bit of the same movement as you Zoltis so he will also use his action to catch up to you and to hide in the brush adjacent to you um, that is his turn Pulls all the wizard, wizard, wizard wise. 
Uh, Ozol will move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Uh, and then dash 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, staying close to the seaweed. Um, that's my first turn. Um, do you want me to take uh, Vor's first turn as well? Uh, why don't you take your turn and then just tell me where you want to put him and I will... Sure. Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, staying in the seaweed. And I'll have Vor uh, here. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Basically just right here. He's got another 30 feet if he dashes again. I'm sorry, what are these X's? Is Ozol able to perceive those? Yes. Uh, you can see... Blah, 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 Burn and Stolas seem to be communicating mentally. You can tell from the glow in Stolas's eyes as they translate their mind from one person to another. And they seem to be pointing at the orange X. Seems to be a dead pirate skeleton. And... I'm sure Stolas would probably use their action to point it out to you as you swim by, kind of the same way they did uh, to Zolthus and Burn. Um, the, the skeleton itself seems to be bleached white, as if it was dissolved in acid. It's wearing a pirate hat, and then the blue X is carved into the wall very ornately. In this flowing script, it says, What will you do with a drunken sailor? With a question mark. Is um, Does Stolas look like they're... They understand that we're in a dangerous situation? I would assume so. Okay. Still, well, I guess, like, I don't know, perception check? Are they... Because I know Burn has a sword out, and so does Zothis. But does Stolas look ready for action, or...? Uh, Stolas, you tell me. Um, well, Stolas had a spell, so maybe his hands are glowing, perhaps? Okay, perfect. This perfect. I just want to make sure that... dark power. If Ozol needs to inform as well. Uh, and those that would be my two turns uh, next to each other. Okay. Uh, this time we're going to go for three turns. Oh, did you want to make a perception check on your turn? Oh, so yeah, you sure. Did make sorry. out anything different? Yeah. Uh, nat 20. Oh, bro. 28. Nice. What, what is this mom's spaghetti business? <laughs> Give me some spaghetti, Cody. Oh, that did not go. Oh, I hit Chris. Let's horn. go. Uh, but it's above it. Um, you see something shimmer under the body of this irate pirate. Hmm. Okay. Just a little twinkle, twinkle, dibble, dabble, little dibble, dabble, um... do ya? Okay, I will like to investigate that at some point. Okay. And uh, that's the end of my turns. Uh, oops. I fucked it up again. Stolas. Okay, so uh, Stolas does not see the shimmer because he's apparently blind. I'll dash here 60 feet. And then... Oh, wow. I can see a lot more now. Uh. Okay, there's a half movement. And... Let's see. I will move my 
final distance here and run a perception check see if uh anything stands out 16 16 uh yeah these boot prints you can make them out too they are human boot prints or human-esque sized standard human boot prints i almost said butt prints that would have been hilarious <laughs> um <laughs> fuck. um doing so they continue up this way and then they curve up on the side of the wall and onto the ceiling as you see the boot prints kind of begin to walk along the ceiling and then disappear into the stalactites. That seems a little weird. Um, yeah, I guess that'll be my turn. I don't okay. have any spells to prepare, so. Burn, bringer of dawn. I'm sorry, I was being... That's okay. Um, I was trying to... There's a map, dude. It's, but picking between select and then pan is super annoying. Okay. Are you using the new interface or the old interface out of curiosity? I, is it the one we started on, I guess? Oh, you should... Uh, when you get a chance uh, for Roll20 updates, you should try the new interface and tell me what you think. I just do it through the web browser. Is there an app or something? Uh, I had an option a while ago to update the UI to the new UI. I don't know if that was standard or, or I don't know how that works. But yeah, you can right click the now. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's see: five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty, forty-five, fifty, fifty-five, sixty puts me here. Uh, and then, oh my god. And then 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60 puts me here. How the stone has got so far? Did you double dash on your turn? I did. Double dash? Yeah, you use one action to dash as your main action, and then you're. So you can move 120, square, uh, 120 feet in one round. Yeah, I just did that. It only got me to here. Oh. No, that was... Are you dashing your first turn? I, I did 60 and then 60 again. Did I miscount then? Maybe. Truth be told, I wasn't paying 100% attention. I was looking at my... <laughs> I'll, I'll double check and move accordingly because I'm pretty sure I counted right. Weird. Yeah. but What's your base movement, Stolas? Uh, it's 30. So 60 would land me here at this point. I'm double clicking. I don't know if it's working. And then 60 would be... Because we're by those X's. Okay, that would move me, me back right here. Okay. Well, Based on how well, I moved. I don't know if... Oh, yeah, so maybe I moved funny. And Burn, what's your max... What's your base speed? 30 as uh, well? Yeah, I guess. 
Yeah, right. so you could move 60 and 60. Yeah, that's what I did. Okay. But, okay, I'm, I'm right here. That's, that's my turn. Okay. Zoltis. Alright, if I move, do I lose being... Is is the stat... Am I conditioned technically invisible when I'm hidden? No. Uh, okay. You... Hidden or stealth is its own condition or ability. Uh, basically what it is is it is a contest between their enemy perception, right, or other players' perception and your stealth ability, and the higher ability check is who notices whom or who hides from whom. Oh, okay, so I didn't you, understand you how that worked. Still have to, there, there are still extenuating factors, right? So, like, if a dragon has true sight, right, you can't really hide from it. Uh, if it's just a city guard and you're on a roof and you're stealthing across, obviously they're probably not going to see you, but they may hear you if you fail, right? Um, okay. You can't Makes just sense. hide in the middle of a hallway because there's nothing to hide behind, unless it's dark, right? Then you can attempt to like obscure yourself in the darkness somehow. So there, again, right. it's there are factors. Uh, it's one of the few times where common sense plays a role in D and D. As strange as that sounds. Okay, so I'm gonna move uh, up to here for my first turn. Sorry. Um, 80 feet, and then I'm going to travel another 55, I guess, to here to see. Do I see, can I passively perceive if the, the boots have disappeared here, do they reappear for the They down, seem to or? be corkscrewing their way, almost as if something is playing with you. Uh, they go across the top. And then back down along the ground. And then on the turn, they can begin to go back up the wall again. And I can move another 20 feet right now. So I'm going to, I guess, just end my turn there. Here. Okay. Um, and then, do I need to roll another perception? or? If you would like to. Uh, sure, might admit. let's go for it. Uh, 17 again. Yeah, back here, when you passed it, there is another pirate and another saying carved into the wall that says, Oh, what do we do with a drunken sailor? Question mark. Don't. Okay. Uh, Durden is just going to keep pace with you because he can uh, here Boop. and that will be his turn Ozol uh, Ozol will swim 5 10 15 20 25 30 um, and uh, take a look at that I think you said that was like a gold or a shining Something, Something beneath the skeleton. Yes, sir. Um, please roll me a d10. Uh, just a straight d10? Yep. Uh, d10 is a six. You find... This is well-fitting because it's a random magic item. <laughs> a magical compass. 
called the compass oh. of the homesick i actually don't know what that is but i love the way it sounds and it reminds me of jack sparrow and makes me happy uh may i google this to read the description for the listeners uh not yet i'll have you oh, okay. do it on your downtime um, okay perfect uh i will just uh i guess stash it for now in my component pouch sure uh so that was my movement uh would that constitute an action or a free action that's free action you just picked it up okay cool uh 10 tw- uh, oh sorry 5 10 15 20 25 30 uh 5 10 15 20 25 30 uh i'll basically end up here with bird just kind of sticking to the walls a little bit and uh i will be uh uh behind burn kind of kind of kind of also i would say guarding the rear as well nice um having vor uh almost like a backpack i guess Oh, Looking I like back. that. Octopack. <laughs> I kind of like that, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that'll be my turn. Nice. Yeah, he uh, he suctions straight to you, and uh, he moves where you move now. <coughs> uh, stole us the wise. You also make out the footprints. There are some going north and some going east. Would you like to split the party? Uh, no. That's a terrible idea. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> well, I mean... No, that's deep. Instinctively... I'm going to get in trouble Solus... from the viewers. <laughs> instinctively, Stolas would rather not hang out with an elf, but... Uh, splitting up the party is always a terrible idea, so... Uh, I overestimate the size of this map just a little bit, so I'm going to give you three turns now. Oh, shoot. Okay. How do I do that thing with the mitt? Is this it? Yeah, okay. I think. Yeah, it's a little ruler button. Okay, so let's... And then if you right-click, you can, like, snap it to the corners and stuff. Okay, so... I don't know if that helps you or not, but... Oh, my goodness. Or if you hold it down, I can move you, and you can tell me where you want to go. Yeah, let's see. There's there, and then. Sorry, I'm having to switch between tools. It's kind of. It's okay. We love Roll Twenty. Uh, if you want to sponsor us, Roll Twenty, we have been using your product for a little over a year, and I promise I have some great feedback. Uh, I'm a great dungeon master. The whole community loves me. It's true. And I'll I'll take my third turn here. Okay. Um just to kinda like peek out. You come to a T in the road. One goes left and one goes right. Okay. I will uh This is the only point in the cave where the water seems to move in time with the tunnels. Starting north and then headed to the east. Okay, so there's a natural flow here. Yes. Okay, uh, I'm going to run a perception 19 to see if I notice anything. There's a faint glow from the north. Something shimmers. Oh no, the shimmery things are the most enticing. I know okay. how the bird brain works. Yeah. I understand. We're on the same... Ah! 
I win. There you go. Um, okay, well, I've used up all my movement, so Stolas is going to hang back and uh, wait for the rest of the team. Perfect. Burn, bringer of dawn. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's see. So here I am. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, uh, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. So there's one turn. And Stolas is up straight or to the right yeah here if you measure burn you can kind of get a bit further because when i measured for you you could have moved like two or three more squares if you had measured so i don't know if that's why i'm getting a bit more movement than you and okay and well I, I just want to get as close to Stolas yeah. as i can i think you should be able to move there because you moved 60 and then 60 and then 60. I'm going to put you right here. Yeah, okay. And then 120 for your last move would put you here. Uh, I'm just going to get right up right up on Stolos. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, you kind of lost a few squares, so I think giving them, okay. that, yeah, giving those few back. Cool. All right, that's my turn. Uh, I have put frogs out for viewers uh, so you guys can see the area in which you were and or still are for our viewer stream. Uh, Zolthus, you move your turn? Alrighty. Um, I obviously couldn't see the whatever glimmer uh, Stolas has seen. Um, have you moved up? Yeah, because you'd have to be where Stolas is at to yeah, I'm way get the out flow of the, of the water. Uh, yeah. So if I move just behind Stolas here, call this. Let's see. Um, and if we Can I roll perception now to see if I also see the, or can? What is your passive perception? Uh, Seventeen, I believe. I will check check to you then. Yeah, passive wisdom slash perception. Yeah, you're good. You feel the water. You can see the subtle glow. Um, and that was this way to the north. Correct. Okay, so I'm gonna travel. On my second turn, because I still had 10 more feet, uh, I'm going to go... Okay, so this must be a wall here. That is a wall. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay, um, it's all right. Um, and then just move my th move 30 feet here to see if I see anything first. I guess I don't. So 40 feet, there's my second turn. You see something? Oh, I do see a little something, something. It appears to be an objective marker. 
I'm gonna move another 20 feet. Okay, so I do see something ahead, so I uh, swim as far as I can, and I guess I roll perception on it from here. It's nine, 85, 90 feet away. I tell you what you do. You get to roll a d4 because these oh, rooms gosh. are each a random map that I have created for the sole purpose of this level. Welcome okay. to Choose Your Own What Adventure. I'm Cody, and it's random. All right, a d4. Yes, sir. Uh, two. Number two. Will all of you please join Jay at the very top up there with your character profile as we expedite this process because you have found and explored the first room in this area. So that is what we're going to go with. So go ahead and put y'all just up by Jay here. And I will get you transferred over to map number dose. Um, <laughs> and it'll just be Durden's turn on this next uh, map. Yes, sir. Alrighty, thanks. Oh, uh, actually, I need to go back a map to grab all the characters. Oh, well, 20, don't do this to me. Come on, baby. Zach, you want to give us a chat update while I am moving characters here? It's not an update on the chat. Yeah, Tell us about the chads in the chat. Yeah, chime in if you want a shout out. Um, Tell us your favorite Pokemon. Gengar. Shout out to everyone watching the replay as well. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah leave us a comment on the uh, if you're watching the episode on uh, YouTube. Leave, leave us a comment and tell us what your favorite moment of today's show has been for you. Or constructive criticism. Uh, I take it really well. I promise you. I actually thrive on criticism. I don't cry softly I to myself. I said thrive. <laughs> oh. Okay. We actually have a list we've been uh, meaning to bring up as a. Uh, Cody, my screen is black, by the way. I don't know if that's intent. Oh, that's there we racist. go. Wow, how fucking dare you? <laughs> that's what you always say to me, dude. Got it. Um. Okay. Is that everybody? Yeah, that is everybody. I did a great job getting those. Look at that. You swim down and you can see this glowing pedestal. Uh, inside this giant cave complex, there is a myriad of colors, life, and what looks like to be some sort of altar. Uh, sitting atop this altar is actually the token that you are looking for. Uh, I don't want to tell you what it is just yet, so I'm going to use this stock image marker token of what I have found. Uh, it is what looks to be some sort of ruined temple and or dais slash precipice uh, or like some sort of sunken Mayan-esque pyramid. Uh, it does feel very tranquil up. Okay. And this is a uh, zoom in of where we were. Like, we didn't get teleported mm -hmm. somewhere or anything. Yes, correct. So my whole goal, and I was kind of trying it out, and I don't think it was very fun for you guys, so we'll probably expedite the next one. I was trying out some ex exploration, and then I wanted to randomize each map. 
So I didn't even know what was coming, but I prepped all the maps ahead of time. Uh, and each one's a different encounter. So this room is just bioluminescent. That would be the standard glow that you can see. And it feels peaceful and warm. Uh, Durden points to the top of the precipice and you can make out um, Ozal, roll me a d6. A two. You can make out some sort of orb. Uh, clearly metallic. Um, looks like maybe there's a faceted crystal, and this orb seems to be either moving or spinning around. It's kind of hard to tell because it's kind of far away. Um, but yeah. Who would like to go next? I'll tell you. Ozal, you get to go next. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. These are uh, five foot squares. Perfect. Okay. Uh, oh. Ozal will have Vorgo 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Uh, he will then dash 5... 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Okay. And are you swimming above the ground, against the ground, at an angle? Uh, well, it looks like this is a slope up, correct? Mm -hmm. It is. So, um, I, I would have, like, probably five feet above. Above? Yeah. Yeah. Will you put Kind of just, like, following the angle. Yeah. Put a what? I'm sorry. Uh, just whatever the flying symbol is to represent that he's above. Oh, sure. Yeah, he's not walking on the surface because octopi oh, yeah. like Octopus. swim. Um, and um, uh, that'll be uh, his turn. Uh, my turn I order need, broke. I need him to make a dexterity way. saving throw. Of course. Uh, dex saving throw is going to be a nat 20. Or eight, oh, 18, oh. Sorry. Eight, I'm sorry, 18. 18 plus 2. I, I do have bad news, though, because it's at disadvantage, as he is currently stopped on something. Uh, hang on one second. Uh, would it be neutral because he has underwater camouflage? His dexterity stealth checks are made uh, at advantage. Um... I don't really want to give it away. I guess I will. I guess I'm forced to give it away. He has stopped inside a water elemental, which is technically invisible if it's in the water and not moving, meaning he cannot stop on that space. Oh, I see. Okay, so should I move him back or? Uh, he is pushed back. Okay, he's um, pushed back. Only five feet because it was, you know, only five feet. Okay. Uh, does that uh, water elemental appear or is it still invisible? I'm going to mark it for the sake of having it on the board for the players because it's part of the puzzle. Okay. Um, so, is uh, it threatening for or not? No. Nope. Okay. Uh, Ozol would technically be unaware of this, so he will move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30... And I would say, um, in the interest of fair play, I think Ozil would have sent Vor out there as sort of like a... We've done in the past sort of like scouting for traps. Mm -hmm. um, and seeing Vor get pushed back would be 
perhaps a bit odd. Well, can yeah, he, he communicate with you or something telepathically? Uh, I believe it's or? a bonus action, and I've I've used Vor's bonus action to to sort oh, of dash my bad. or uh, action to dash. Um, mm -hmm. As a bonus action, though, uh, he can still do something. Uh, he has the ability to uh, do an ink cloud. Uh, a five-foot radius cloud of ink extends all around the octopus if it is underwater. The area is heavily obscured for one minute, although a significant current can disperse the ink. And I'm hoping that perhaps the ink cloud might form around the uh, elemental. So I guess kind of, you know, like a predator when they like have blood and it kind of like shows where they're at. Maybe. Yeah. I will give you the adjacent squares of the elementals. Uh, oh, shit. Okay. They cool. begin flooded with ink. You can make <clears throat> out these writhing masses that are fluid in nature. You, you could say they're gender fluid because uh, they're okay. made of water. Um. Yeah. So, uh, you have identified two of several. Okay. Uh, Ozol will uh, ready a. Let's see. Ozol will ready a mind sliver uh, in the event that uh, they make a hostile action against four or the party. Yeah, that would be a cantrip. And okay. I win my turn. Uh, the water elementals will go as they react right after you. Vor needs to make another dexterity saving throw. Uh, stealth or regular? Regular. Copy that. Uh, dexterity is a nine. Probably failed. Okay. So he has pushed two squares as the elementals come down the stairs and you see this one disappear at the bottom of the stairs. Would that be uh, considered a hostile action or are they just moving forward? They are just moving forward. Okay. As if the stair itself, the trap itself is being pushed down the stairway. Okay. Uh, that'll be the end of our turn. Okay. Still us. Well, that was kind of exciting. Um, so, from what I gather, these creatures aren't necessarily hostile. They're just, I guess, protecting that object and keeping people away from it. They I mean, are an improvised environmental trap to keep people from walking up the dais. Hmm. They okay. essentially are, are a current that if you land in front of them, they will wash you down the stairs if you fail your dexterity saving throw or don't pass high enough. Okay, so... Um, that's, that's fun, actually. That's super fun. I have such a good idea. I thought okay, it'd be fun so to make a trap that doesn't actually kill you for once. You know, or, like, deal tons of damage. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, stall us. <laughs> um, okay. Are we kind of, like, restrained by movement speed and stuff right now? Because I don't see, like, a turn order. Oh. Uh, turn order should be... Mine is still up. I mentioned it kind of, like, blacked out. It's, it just says turn order, oh, and it's all black on my screen. 
What about now? It's still no. there. It's just like grayed out. Or like, oh, it's fine weird. though. I just um. I'll call out turns. Still last turns. Yeah. And then burn. Okay. And then uh, I think. I guess Stolas will kind of swim up. Um. I guess fifteen feet. Okay. So a one and a five. I will say each of these stairs is a it's a five foot slope, right? So we're trying to say it's five feet over and five feet up. So you would be equivalent to the third stair, right? Okay. So the if you were third to swim stair. forward, but yeah. Okay, so I will try uh, to use ten feet and see if I can get away with. Uh, sorry, I'm above. Uh, Four, but I'll just I'll put Stolas kind of off to the side. Sorry, I don't mean to move four. We'll just say he's above. Uh, is there any pushback from where Stolas is right now? Uh, are you trying to go outside the stairs? No, I'm just I I I didn't want to put my token on top of another. Oh, on top of war. Nope, no pushback, unless you try and move through the creature. Okay. Okay, I'll leave Stolas there for now, and then, uh, I don't have any more movement speed, so I guess that's my turn. Okay. Burn, Bringer of Dawn, you are next. Okay. Let's see. Uh, so I'm gonna move up. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Uh, so put me at 30 feet right here. Um, and this thing's just on the stairs? Or... Kim... I'm trying to think. Is there a way to like feel how big this creature is? Or like sense it? You said it's invisible underwater. <laughs> Correct. So, the creature uh, you noticed the ink cloud just dissipated when it got to the bottom of the stairs, as if it was like banished from this this realm, right? Um. Um. Give me a perception check. Let's see. Let me see how I can help you here without giving away too much of my puzzle. Can I divide It disappeared this? at the bottom. Oh, boom. I mean, yeah. Sure, why not? Okay. Uh, how do I click it? Oh, it's right here. Divine sense, the presence of strong evil registers on your senses like a noxious odor and powerful gold rings out like heavenly music in your ears. Yeah, okay, I like this. Um, because of their alignment, you can make out where they are roughly, right? Because they are still invisible, but you can get a, a rough feeling that it has rematerialized at the top of the stairs. Okay. Um and it sounds like rain 
along a midnight savannah. So it is kind of beautiful somber. and neutral. Okay. Because rain is kind of dreary and sad, so maybe this creature is sad in some kind of way. You're not wrong. Maybe he's looking for a special friend. He's not attacking us, so he's not hostile. Nope. Is there a way to communicate with this thing? Let's see. They have a language. Do you speak? What languages do you speak? Uh, let me see. Um, oh, here we go. Celestial, common, draconic, giant, orcish, sylvan? Hmm. Uh, it potentially speaks one of those languages. Not specifically the elemental, but the other creature you have not in introduced yet. Okay. Let's speak that. Uh, can I perceive as to what language I should proceed with? I. It's not common. It's not giant. I, it's either celestial or or sylvan because I don't know what those are. Uh, it is one of those two. Yeah. Okay. I give you a fifty-fifty shot at trying to talk to whatever this creature is. Can I roll for it? Sure. Okay. Give me a give me a dice. Uh, odd, we'll say, is Sylvan. Even is uh, Celestial. Okay. Two, even Celestial. Uh, so you attempt to reach out in Celestial to this creature, and it doesn't seem to respond in any visible way. <sighs> okay. But. Why don't you give me another perception check? Let me see if I can give you one more hint. Oh, six. You're not quite sure, but those statues might have had knife ears on them. Elves? Hey. Wow. Uh, um, can I... Can I sign language to uh, Zolthus? He's an elf. Sure. Yeah, go ahead and give me a performance check to communicate uh, via draw fan language. And then, Zoltis, I need a, um, an intelligence check for you to understand. Is it a performance? Yes, sir. The higher your performance, the easier the check is for Zoltis. Seven. Oh, Zoltis. Uh, give me just an intelligence saving throw. Or intelligence perception. Intelligence or perception? Correct. So my intelligence, I think it shows a five, and then perception is a seven, so it'd be better to go to the seven, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Eleven. Burn, what are you trying to communicate? But before you do it, I would like to roleplay as if you are a caveman slash child speaking <laughs> in draw hand sign language. Oh. Uh, Zolthus, statues, ears, elves? Alright. Alright. <laughs> Take that for what you will, Zoltus. Alright. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to do? <laughs> um 
Earth's not very bright, you know. <laughs> Meat make fire. It's big. Yeah. Statue broken. Ears maybe? Sad. Water sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Statue wait, 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 wait. Statues hurting bad. Ears? <laughs> 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 he got confused with broken and, and hurting for, like for wounded. viewers who are, are still hanging in there with us and our audio listeners this is the part where it starts we're getting into it it's interesting <laughs> uh, anything else you'd like to do Bern? Um. oh wait a minute mm-hmm let me see. Hold on. Let me read this. Where's my command spell? <laughs> Sherlock Byrne here. A creature I could okay. see with him. Oh, I can't see him, right? Uh, you can see the one next to the octopus as it is currently inked. I don't think they can hear you, though. Oh, that's right. You're right. You'd be like... No, we have a pocket of air around our head. No, but we yeah, said earlier that you. that the out outside of the bubble, like that's why we can't just shout at each other. Yeah, you're right. right. You're right. You could command yourself to do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, can't you do that without a spell, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Hmm. I'm just going through my spells and see if see if I have anything. I don't think I do. I guess I I guess that's my turn for now. I'll try the other okay. language later. Zolthus. Alrighty. Um Starting with the passive perception of 17 and it being uh, uh, possibly elven related, do I notice anything? And and sorry, where are these statues again? They are crumbled are they... along the ground. They're little uh, diamond-esque things, yeah. These they are, are these, the statues. weathered statues is what I have labeled them on my Dungeon Master's Guide. Uh, eroded over time, the statues resemble that of slender elven figures from before the shattering of the Elden Ring. No, I don't have that written in here. Um, you can make out on the statues, uh, there's like probably a quarter of a face left, part of which is slicked back hair and ear with very angular cheekbones and chin features. While it has been eroded through time, the figures do resemble that of elven wizards or druids it is hard to tell all right um let's see i'm going to um move up to here um and swim Hmm. I'm also gonna go up, sw swim up, um, 20 feet though. Okay. 
Sorry, I don't know how to put the markers on here. I think I will figure it out in a moment. Other than that, um... Let me do a quick calculation here. I might change... Yeah, can I change my mind about that, possibly? Sure, what do you want to do? I'm going to just swim right behind Burn instead, actually. Um, and... I'm going to use... Blessings of the Raven Queen. Um, as a bonus action, you can magically teleport up to 30 feet. Um, and I then I then am in a ghostly translucent form. Does that affect how they push me? <laughs> no. This is flavor text. Um, part of that, I think, is more for like stealth stuff. But uh, you are resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage when you use your teleportation trait. Um, it does have to be unoccupied, so you could go over here. Uh, yeah, so down, 30 uh, down feet one would also be down right. yeah, yeah. here. So... Trying to see if I can maybe teleport past this this uh, wall of water. Yeah. Uh, as you do that and your feet land on the stone at the top, you hear a click. And the water elementals disappear. Let's go. Okay. Um... And do I perceive that in any way? Yes, the movement of water that was on the staircase, as you could kind of make out this current, uh, is how I would describe it, stops. And the floor you're standing in sinks, uh, probably about three inches under your weight. Um, and you can make out the other tiles in front of you also appear to have kind of extra gaps in between them, if you will, almost as if... This whole tile floor maybe is some sort of giant puzzle mechanism. Alright, and do I perceive anything to turn anything or no like handles or anything sticking out of the ground or anything? It is purposely eroded with time according to how I have written it. Okay. Um, and then uh, I guess for the end of my turn I'll just look back at the burn in uh, Stolas and kind of wave them forward. Okay. Like uh, calling them towards me, basically. Uh, Captain Durden's turn. He will move up. 10, 20, 35, 40 to here. And then he will move. And stop at the top. Um... He taps your left shoulder and then um, begins to try to speak to you in Drow sign language. Uh, I rolled a 14 for performance. Uh, 
Thank you. I was like, so confused. Uh, will you give me a perception check to see if you can make out what he is trying to say? 19. 19. Almost, almost spaghetti worthy. Uh, he tells you to not move. And then he pulls out from his ankle what looks like a thieves toolkit. And he begins to set these long L-shaped metallic pieces uh, around all four edges of this pressure plate. Uh, and then he gives you a thumbs up when he's done. And that'll be his whole action. And now that you no longer have to stand on the pressure plate uh, because it is permanently down using his trap skill. Well, that's interesting. Ozal, the wise wizard. The wise guy, eh? Yes. Yes, my turn. It is your turn, sir. Uh, Ozal will move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 to here. And um, I will attempt to mage hand the statue, or the I'm sorry, the um, the chest, I guess. Uh, the object, yes, yes. Thank you. Uh, you attempt to do so. Uh, it is within range, but as you attempt to pull it, it seems to be fastened and creates more than five pounds of weight, and therefore your spell fails. Is it, um, I know you said this is like a generic image. Is it in a box that I can see, or, it, or is the box representing the actual item? The box represents the actual item. It is on a pedestal in I the see. middle okay. of this room. Gotcha. Can you, Circa... I guess from here, can you describe what it looks like? Uh, I may have missed it. Yeah. Uh, sorry, give me two seconds here. I'm scrolling down in my notes. A shimmering orb-shaped item, it appears to be covered in barnacles, muck, and seaweed, and fastened or held tight against the pedestal. Uh, you are unsure as to how the item will react to weight or movement, or what potential traps may happen if it is moved from the pedestal, circa Temple of Doom, but it appears to be a shining orb-shaped item as players get closer, within 30 feet, they can make out six separate rings that slowly turn with the tides of the water, um, as well as a central sphere that has a glowing gem in the middle. Vor will move 5, 10, 15, 20. Outside the staircase? Oh, I'm sorry. Five. I'm, no, I'm, I'm asking, that's why. Um, no, I guess I'll just go the way that we've been going. 5, 10, okay. 15, 20 um can he handle two free action items like either passing something and then trying to pick something up in the same turn or no he I has mean, eight he arms can i guess drop as a free item uh he he'll hold uh 25 30 and then attempt to dash and pick up the orb so i guess he'd be like actually physically on top of the orb trying to pick it up with his seven other arms okay Um, 
as that happens, uh, yeah. Okay. Octovor. He gets it. I need him to make a contested strength check against this pillar to move said item because it is quite heavy. Okay, uh, give me one second. Uh, okay. Uh, a four. He not is not strong enough to pull it from the pedestal. Okay. Uh, I, can he still, like, be grappling it, though? He just not, uh, can't physically lift it, but he's still, like, holding it, I guess? Sure. It wasn't going anywhere to start with, but yeah. Okay, just in case. Oh, yeah, we would take for some to swoop in and take it, I agree. I agree. Uh, and that'll be the end of Ozon's turn. Stolish. Um, actually, I think um, I think I'm gonna have Stola stay here and just sort of keep an eye on things because there's always some sort of traps involved. Um, especially the last time they were on a pyramid. So, uh. I think, uh, I think honestly that I'll just stick around and keep my spell prepared just in case. Okay. All right. Burn. Yes. You still want to commune with whatever this item is? Yeah. Can I, can I try in the other language? Yeah. Okay. What do you need from me? You try and Sylvan. You can just do it. Okay. Now tell me, Burn, what do you say? Um, I like, like, uh, who, who are you, and, and um, what are you doing here? Inquisitively, you... not like aggressively. Yeah, yeah. You feel your feet sink and dirt begin to fill your shoes as the mud touches your skin you begin to feel more than hear the emotions of this creature uh, you feel great amounts of joy for what seems to be like hundreds of years um, wow you get this sense that this temple was not always underwater, but it was once a part of the land uh, before it sank. You get the sense that the elven people came here as a place of communion, and um, the structure in front of you originally appeared to be an amphitheater. You kind of feel it in your mind as if the world and the water around you are shifting and changing, showing you visions of the past. Wow. Um, and then you see fire and death and then the elven people eventually converting it into a burial tomb. And then you see a lone druid and their coven of four who eventually would pass and then the vision fades. Um, can I still commune with it? Yeah, oh, go ahead. It's gone. Um, this, uh, basically, like, asking permission, like, hey, we need this item. 
for you know our, the quest that we're on like respectfully like we need to take it essentially um, <laughs> like I, I don't want to piss it off but it's also like we really need this like i hope i hope you're like, you know not gonna get bent out of shape yeah you see as the path in front of you um the stones raise just imperceptibly about a foot each all the way across and the pedestal goes click and then you see vor begin to sink as the middle pedestal begins to sink into the ground almost as if it wants you to take it oh okay um I guess I start moving. It's my turn. It's like, yeah. this is my turn. Oh, so yeah. I'm doing this. <laughs> um, I, I'll swim over there. Or I guess walk up the stairs. Jesus, what happened? I'll reach for the the item. What is What, what even are we grabbing here? You what grab is this big red thing? This. It's a creature. Oh, okay. Oof. That's a big boy. That is a genius. Oh, I see a hand. Yeah. Uh, you remember Lord of the Rings, right? Of course. Right. Never remember how the it. mountains moved and they were these giant stone-like creatures that were just pure elemental fury, essentially? Oh, you mean the books? Yes, like in the books. Or in like the extended cut of The Hobbit. Um there's a whole scene where they're hiking and the mountains are throwing rocks at each other. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, In Dungeons & Dragons, there's this idea of an item called the Genius Loci. It can either be a simple magic item that has a cognizance that lives inside of it, or it can be a plot of land that also um, gains sentience. This, in this case, as a druid's, once a druid's grove... Um, is now sentient and guarded, and it is literally the land itself that is a creature, uh, specifically this temple. And you have asked for the permission, which is simply all you had to do if you spoke the language. Uh, otherwise, I would have temple have doomed you. Um, hey, I did the right thing. You did the right thing, Burn. You role played it out instead of instead of fighting like a wise guy. I'm trying she to get this picture to load. Burn. Just for you, you know what I'm gonna do? Wow. I'm gonna give you one of these. Is it a mom's spaghetti? No, I can't give you a mom's spaghetti for that. You didn't critical a hit. <laughs> uh, why will this picture not load into roll 20? Uh, you find an astrolabe. Ooh. Oh, I know what this is. Okay. You're going to pull up the image? I'm trying to, but roll 20 <laughs> is just like chugging so hard. While you're doing that, Burn is like, guys, it's okay. I, I spoke to the creature. He wants us to have this. <laughs> All anybody hears is... <laughs> like, Burn's so excited. I don't even remember that they can't hear what he's... So they just see Burn acting like, just like walk up to this thing and grab it. 
Okay, well, in the 20 minutes it's going to take for that picture to load, can I just send it to you over Discord? Zach, <laughs> and you can pull it up. One more time. Can I send it to you over Discord and you can pull it up that way? Uh, can you send it in a private chat? Yeah. On uh, streamer. Oh, can I send it? We got Abdulio. In, oh, I'm sorry. Send it in Discord. Abdulio says, sorry for the silence. Busy day at work. And Sunnyvale Russ says, what's up? Yeah, send it to me on Discord. Uh, yeah. I posted it in the... Well, it's in the treasure chat, but... It won't load into Roll20 for some reason. Uh... There you go. Boom. Uh, nice. These swirling mechanisms uh, and items kind of swirl in your hand as you hold it, Burn, and you have gained two pieces of the treasure you need that is required. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, but we're going to break this into a two-part stream, so I think this is where we're going to stop for this evening. Uh, I love it. I know some of our players have kind of had a hard week. Uh, Dean's still on the mend. But thank you guys for tuning in. For that our was kind of fun. roleplay episode. I appreciate you. Yeah, great and stuff. We didn't have to risk our lives. We probably our saved first, so much time first with our. On air squirt and DD history. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Say what? <laughs> Vor squirted ink. Oh, oh yes. Oh, okay. I'm a big fan. I wasn't that sure ink. what you were doing back there. Wow, He's going to start on OnlyFans. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning yet. in. Oh, sorry. No, you're we'll good. Be, yep. We'll be back uh, Monday with a uh, very special unboxing. Uh, Tuesday with uh, Collecting Weekly and Wednesday we'll have a bit of a, a heavy subject for After Dark. But it'll, it'll be a good week. And then we have OFAC just another Friday night on Friday. And maybe Ox plays throughout the week. And more squirting yeah, to come. Yeah. Love you guys. We'll catch you in the next episode. Okay, yeah. Bye. 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 Take care. <laughs>